Let's get spiritual, Brother T. Good morning, Dr. D. How are you, sir? I'm doing lovely. How are you? I'm doing pretty decent for an old feller. Good deal, man. Good deal. But speaking of old feller, you just recently had a birthday. Hey, I did, yeah. You're not officially old, but you own, You can see it from there. I guarantee you I can see it, my brother. <laughs> I can see it, yes. Can I once again yeah. just tell you that the most difficult thing about getting old is that your mind is not old, but your body is? Yes, yes, yes. I told someone the other day that I honestly feel like I'm in my 30s still. I do, in my yeah. mind. I yeah. told Marilyn the very same thing. Uh, I got out, you know, it's a pretty day. I saw those like five pretty days in a row. Mm-hmm. So I said, time to get the mud off the Jeep. Right, right. I mean, because it it yeah. just stays muddy all the time. So I'm gonna, I am gonna work hard. So I spent about hour and a half, two hours, everything. I climbed all over that thing. I cleaned glass. I cleaned underneath. I for the first time since I've owned it, and I've owned it since October. I took out the place placemats, floor mats, <laughs> placemats go on the table, floor mats, right, and vacuumed and scrubbed. Man, it just like. In fact, it's black. If it's white, it would be shiny. But black, right. it just looks so cool. And so I got back in the house in about 15 minutes. I thought maybe I'd been beat up in an alleyway. <laughs> I, my back, my arm, my chest, my legs, my neck, everything. I said, oh, my gosh. That's it. My mind. I'm 30 back again right. You know, in my swim trunks yeah. washing my nice little 200 SX Dotson red with the hound's tooth checkered red and white interior. I love it. You know, going to impress my wife with my new little car. Right. Um, to, that didn't hurt at all back then. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, I it's totally. Bad. Yeah, it is, brother. It is. You know, the best way to do that is it's called mod wash. You just, you put your debit card in yeah. and you just go on through. I used to do that when I had a truck, but now right. I have what would be considered a convertible Jeep uh, as yeah. a soft top. And you oh, can't do that. you can't do that. You okay. cannot do that, man. And yeah. that is the, and Jeeps aren't that, as you know, you've yeah. seen my Jeep. I've been Jeeps have Jeep. lots of small flat planes. That's right. about all they got. It's, it's not a lot to watch. Yeah. Just imagine if I had a real large vehicle. Yeah. I would probably be hospitalized (laughs) (laughs) so that's when you learn uh yeah age is catching up with you but my mind said no man get under there and wax it when you're done (laughs) (laughs) i'm so glad i didn't listen to my mind (laughs) you have you have nice things though you have a nice jeep Nice yeah, I do boat. have a nice Jeep. Yeah. Yeah, I got a, I got yeah. a pretty boat. Yeah, yeah. I love that boat. Yeah. It matches the Jeep. It really, does. You know, when you think about it. Yeah, it really, really does, man. Uh, it does. So, you're all dressed up today. Yes, I have a funeral. Yeah. And it begins at noon. I'm going to get there about 11 and yeah. be with the family some. And so, as you know, I do a lot of funerals. You do a lot of funerals. And, yeah, I've probably uh, never known anyone. Well, I, I knew one other person. Really? That did more funerals than you and huh. he was on my staff oh really okay yeah. okay but you besides him yeah do more funerals than anybody i know yeah, yeah I do a lot you're of good at it you've probably gotten good at it by now i can do it in my sleep yeah. and so yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about this for a podcast i really think it would be interesting if you and i talked about some of our experiences doing funerals and there's right. some wild ones but I also maybe go back and talk a little bit about where the funeral evolved from and kind of the variances on it and how different people do them and yeah. that sort of thing. My dad, right. you know, when he retired, worked for a while with a funeral home. You, I know you work with those guys all the time, kind of right. retired dudes that mm-hmm. look and make a little extra cash, but also right. minister to people. Yes. Um, yes. He did that for a while. 
and I heard some stories then, got to know some of the guys. And I, of course, being a pastor myself, made some relationships mm-hmm. with some funeral home directors. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's some wild stuff that we could yeah. share. Well, I serve with Lane, you know, right. on Ashland Terrace uh-huh. and uh, Heritage on East Brainerd. And um, I usually do funerals for those funeral homes when the families don't have a pastor. Yeah. And so uh, that keeps me hopping, man. That keeps yeah. me busy. Well, that's a good ministry. Too. Yeah, it is. It is. I've, yeah. I've made a lot of good uh, connections. And, yeah. You know, and, and just being there for families when they're in their greatest need, it seems. Yeah. 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 We're going to so, do that, though. Let's talk about let's that sometime. Do so that, we'll yeah. put that on the calendar. Yeah. Speaking of putting it on the calendar, uh, we encouraged people a few weeks ago to let us know about subject matter by getting in touch with us with the Instagram or some other way. And mm-hmm. we had a gentleman, Mark, who got with us in. Um, Said not Mark. Uh, I'm thinking of his dad, Jason, and um, he mentioned something about the age of the Earth and creation. Right. And I thought that'd be really interesting to do. And you said no. No, right. you didn't say yeah. no. You just yeah. said you know that'd be difficult. And it would be difficult yeah. because we want to speak intelligently. Of right. It. Uh, I actually a few years ago wrote a paper on my view of creation and the age of the earth and that sort of thing. And I, I need to go dig that up. You do. Again. Yeah, you do. Uh, I just, it was kind of like, again, a white paper. I was always asked to write white papers. You're right. my stance on things. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, because, quite frankly, we'll talk about it. I am not your typical Baptist and I'm not necessarily a young earth person. Right, right. And I hope that you don't think that means I'm not saved. Well, no, if, no. If I'm not. No, I, I don't think that means you're not saved. No. <laughs> but it also doesn't mean that I don't believe the Bible, because right. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that what we're going to talk about is there's different ways to interpret the Bible. Uh, and actually, young earth creationism is not that old. It's actually a fairly new um, doctrine. So, right, right. Uh, it'd be really interesting. You and I are reading an interesting book. I'm rereading the book. Right, uh, yeah. When, when you got it, and so yes. reading it, and quite yeah. interesting, right? It is. It's very, very interesting. Looking forward to that chat in a couple of weeks. Yes, yeah. definitely. So, we'll probably take us a couple of weeks because we can kind of almost divide it into the age of the earth and the story of creation. Right, yes. And, and so, right. I think that I don't think we need to tackle that. In one episode. No, I don't think we can. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it probably could be a season of episodes if you yeah. and I were smarter. Uh, yeah. Or if we're we brought not. guests yeah, in. Yeah, but we're not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, we're not that smart. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's one other thing before we get into the podcast today that I wanted to share with you. And I was just tickled to death this morning. I, I get up and do my devotion first thing. Right. Every, you know. Mm-hmm. I missed one day this year, and I hate it because it keeps your streak. And when you miss one day, right. it just blows your streak. And my personality is I don't like to fail. <laughs> and so I almost want to throw my phone out the window when that happens. But uh, I, I looked at my – I've been doing this for 260-something weeks. Oh, wow. So over four years without miss – as far as weeks are concerned, Man. 122 days this year, meaning, no, uh, I've missed one day this year. That's what really made me mad. It was about two months ago. That's amazing. Today. I think I'm sick. Uh, you ever been so sick? You just only think about what you're doing that morning. Yeah, and, wasn't the day that we went fishing, was it? No, no, no. Okay, I, got, so I, I did it that it. day. I okay. get up earlier than that and yeah. do it. Uh, anyway, I keep up with my streaks, and, and I always get in the morning and do that particular thing. And But afterwards, I... You know, look at either Twitter or something like that just mm-hmm. to check and see what's going on. 
and I we, I got a tweet uh, that said, uh, "Send Canada." I'm about to sneeze is the reason why I'm hesitating. <laughs> I thought it was a dramatic pause. No, and, and I don't yeah. have a I don't have a snooze or sneeze button on my computer, so okay. I'm trying to uh, trying not to be abrupt in the right. in the microphone. And so I was reading this Twitter feed, and it was from Send Canada. And several years ago, I took my mission pastor and myself up with a, another well-known pastor, and we went to Montreal. Right. And we learned about a church and began to support them back then. It's called La Chapelle, the mm-hmm. chapel. And uh, I saw this morning where this weekend in Montreal, Canada, in a city where it is illegal to get a, you cannot get a permit to build a new church. Wow. Wow. You can't, I mean, they really lock down on you anything you say in the sermon, that kind of thing. 41 baptisms at this church. Oh, wow. 41 baptisms this week. Fantastic, man. Yeah. Wow, yeah. isn't that good? And I just, I just felt yeah. so, because I've, I've heard other times, I'll, I'll catch it every once in a while, but when we were there, um, they were sharing with us that they were having to rent theaters for weekend. I mean, it's kind of like you don't know where church is going to be this weekend mm. because they don't have a permanent home. And they just move from block to block and place to place. A Catholic church, which the Catholic church has been through some terrible atrocities in mm-hmm. Montreal to the point where they've just about turned people against Christianity. Right. Uh, so these buildings are becoming restaurants and museums. And so mm-hmm. they're renting parts of old Catholic churches that led a lot of people away from the Lord because of their atrocities. They're going in there again and preaching the gospel mm. and bringing in um, any kind of temporary apparatus to baptize people. And I showed a video at the church while I was still a pastor and when these people got baptized, it was like uh, they would shout. Oh. They would just spring up out of the water. They're being released. There's just mm. so little hope in that area where the gospel is not being shared. And as they're sharing the gospel, these people are excited about it. And it's in an environment of hostility wow. toward the gospel. That's amazing. I didn't realize that about Montreal. Yeah. You cannot build another church. You cannot build. You can rent a facility. Mm-hmm. You, you will actually... Have some because I went to one of those rental. It wasn't La Chapelle, but it was another church I went to while up there meeting, kind of a strip center. And that pastor talked about the opposition, even by the retailers and people around, not wanting them mm. in there. So there's a lot of opposition, and 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 a lot of it is because they were so burned by priests and people in authority in the right. Catholic Church that. W- just terrible things they did and mm. you know just a bad testimony for right. the gospel but they're finding where they can go and they're doing what they're trying to stay within the bounds of the law and what one guy the one of the associate pastors there at La Chapelle said he said you need to learn what we're doing mm-hmm. and I said I do yeah we really do and I, I actually said well how come mm-hmm. and he said where we are today America will be in a few years oh man yeah and Which sort of leads into what we're talking about today, isn't yep. it? doesn't it? <laughs> a yeah. little bit. Because uh, I think that's the direction that we're headed. Yeah, sadly. Uh, so we want to talk about in what I shared with you, and I don't know that there's any way that you could have made notes for this, but what about the fate of America? Mm. Uh, I'm not excited about where we are. No. It's not. not a political statement because I'm not too excited about either party. Right. And um, any policies that I'm hearing or 
directions that we're going. And more than that, the dividedness. Is that a word? Divisiveness, mm. divided nature. Of we're, our yeah, we nation. are divided. We're a divided nation. As, yeah. as far apart as in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, you, you and I both love history. Yeah. And so we can look back in, in our history, and I agree with that, man. Um, America is not going in the right direction. No. And um, and in, in our lifetime, man, I'm telling you what, the dissent uh, has been sad, and it's getting sadder. Yes. I mean, it is. It's getting yeah. sadder and sadder and sadder. And um, it reminds me of, of Rome, you know. Uh, I mean, Rome, basically, when you think about the world powers, you know, you got Babylon, yeah. Me- the Medes and the Persians, right. Greece, and then Rome, you know, all that is laid out in the book of Daniel. And Rome was so powerful. If you watch documentaries on them, you know, if, if they got close to being defeated, they just threw another 100,000 men at them. They had so many yes. people and um, and so they could not be defeated really from without, but man, they just collapsed from within. Yes. And and sadly, I use that word again. America, uh, the moral aspect of America, is just um, it is it's pitiful. It really, really is. It is not. Sad. I think it's Isaiah where it talks about a time where men will call it evil, good, and good, evil. Mm. Yeah. And. and it, it really seems to me that's what's happening today. Right. Probably in the world. I'm not a world traveler any longer. I don't travel nearly as much as I used to. But uh, in America, it's amazing to me that how we have warped values and things that we once stood against, people stand for mm. and promote. Yeah. Uh, and, and what we would have considered evil now is being called good. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, that is, to me, a very definitive indication of decline. Mm-hmm. When when a, my wife often quotes that last part of judges that you know everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Yes, yes. Moral relativism. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a good term. Yeah. I mean, we what we used to blush at in America yeah. now we parade. You know. And uh, and it, it is sad. I mean, we, we, we throw a parade for what we used to blush yes. at. And yeah, and, and obviously, you know, uh, gender and sexual preference all is part of it. But And that's what a lot of churches and preachers want to talk about. And it's certainly mm-hmm. a subject to talk about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it goes so far beyond that to what the, the practices of... Uh, businesses, the practices of individuals, the the almost the entertainment of um, lies and deceit and the violence that is so prevalent in our country. Mm. There is a show on TV, and my my wife and our youngest son love to watch it together. I just finally had to stop watching it. It's so weird. It's called Survivor, right? It's a oh, yeah. huge, mm-hmm. huge show. But the whole show is based upon deceit, lies, you know, backstabbing, right. that kind of thing. And after a while of watching it for a few seasons, I said, you know, I just, this, a, a game show that teaches people <laughs> how that you can backstab to get ahead or yeah. to make money or to, yes. or, you know, make friends and then turn on them. Mm-hmm. 
I know it's entertainment, but it's very distasteful for me. Yeah, it is. I, I got to the point where I couldn't watch it anymore. Right, right. You know, I walk in there every once in a while while my wife and son are watching and, you know, just kind of see maybe one of their uh, competitions or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't like to sit down and watch people act that way. I guess I dealt with that so much over so many years. <laughs> uh, gosh, I don't want to watch that on TV, too. We we have <laughs> our own survivor. We have our, churches, really. Yeah, we can... Again, yeah. we would write books, but nobody yeah. would believe us. No one would believe us. No man. one. Would no believe one us. would believe us. But yeah, just generally, I think Doc that um, where we are in America right now, um, I, I really, I never dreamt that we would be at this place right. uh, at this time. I mean, I really didn't. I didn't either. And uh, I think about it for my granddaughters, you know, um, and and it's just, uh, it, it's it's man, it, it's difficult. And it's, and it's happened so quickly. I mm-hmm. know that there's been a degradation or degradation of morality in America over time, as well as all civilization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just remember, I'm old enough to remember, I wasn't, didn't participate too young to that, but all the protests and things that happened in the late 60s, mm-hmm. and I thought, wow, can the world get any worse? That really, while... It was horrible that some of the things that occurred on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is like daily worse than that now oh, yeah. everywhere. Yes. And I, I think there was a, a valid political statement being made back then, although oftentimes it erupted into violence. And mm-hmm. I know all the civil rights movement sometimes was taken in a violent direction, mm-hmm. but it was a wrong that needed to be righted. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it had some difficult times in it. But now it's almost like it's white collar. It's, it, it's yeah. you know, I'm going to mess you over right? Yeah. just to, you know, to get my way. I don't care what I do to you, you or your family. And whether it be shaming people on social media, mm-hmm. calling them out, you know, just it is uh, to the degree. And you and I have been listening to a podcast recently, and we won't get into that, but the the people who would we consider take the a side that we would not agree with that would be a um, an immoral side mm-hmm. the vulgarity oh my goodness I I mean it would make a sailor blush yes yes yeah I mean I I, I grew up listening to that yeah. you know in yeah. the neighborhood where I grew up yeah uh, but I've been away from that neighborhood for so long right. Um, that, you know, and you told me, you, you told me about the podcast mm-hmm. and, and you warned me, you know, and man, yeah. I'm telling you what, you're right, brother. Yeah. The, uh, the language, the cut downs, the violence, um, the threats of violence, the threats of violence. It's just, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. It, it is amazing that, that, that group of people, um, are that, uh, vicious, yeah. man. Wow. And it's, really prevalent yes and it's getting more prevalent mm-hmm. um and it, the, the attitude in america as well as in the world but we're talking about america now that uh used to tolerance meant okay i may not agree with you but i agree that you have the right to have that view mm-hmm. that was tolerance mm-hmm. now that's not tolerance any longer mm-hmm. you have to recognize that person's view and 100 percent endorse it right that's right. tolerance and if you don't then you're intolerant yes yeah yeah and uh and and because we are believers and because we line up everything 
uh, with the Word of God, yeah. uh, we cannot endorse 100%. We can't. You know, and, and so, and that's where the rub gets. Yeah, I think oftentimes it's, we were our own worst enemy in that we did not exercise the love of Christ. Right. In that if you were immoral in our opinion, or even in, in truly a biblical stance, mm-hmm. uh, then not only did we not tolerate you, but uh, we abused you yes. verbally mm-hmm. and called you out and made you feel that. I mean, a lot of things I said early on in ministry, I probably take back. Well, I'm sure I would take back mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I would, but it was, we would call it righteous anger, but it really wasn't. It was just hurtful. Right. And, and, and you felt like you were compromising if you didn't say something like that. Mm-hmm. But I've come to realize that the love of Christ and how he expressed that with people who were sinners and who mm-hmm. didn't, who did not line up with the will of God. Mm-hmm. It was it was not that way. That's not the way he treated them. He right, loved yeah. them into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. He shared with them mm-hmm. uh, the fact that there was hope and that sort of thing. And some people still rejected it. Right. And they'll still reject our mm-hmm. message. So I think we went too far. We created some of this mm-hmm. for ourselves, and it's a backlash of that. But I don't know that we can uh, blame the extent of the anger, the hurt, the uh, violence, the vulgarity, all the things that we call now the darkness that seems to be pervading Mm -hmm. America. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we can take all that blame now. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, when you look at Scripture, uh, Doc, I mean, Jesus, he did not pull any punches. Right. I mean, he didn't. Never. He laid down the truth. And uh, as you and I have talked about before, the Sermon on the Mount, you know, so often he said, you've heard, but I say to you. And, man, those things are uh, very germane. Yeah. And, um, and they, they, they're hard to, to swallow uh, in this world's culture. Yes. Um, but he did not in any way pull any punches, as I said. But if you look at his life and how he talked and shared i mean john 4 the woman at the well you know john 8 the adulterous woman um he he did it as you said in love you know in luke 19 zacchaeus uh, i mean the whole thing was just love you know i'm gonna go to your house today and uh and he hung out with them and he loved on them Mm -hmm. and uh, again he he shared truth but he shared truth in love and i agree with you I, i think a lot of times uh, again, in the past, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I've often said I was ignorance on fire, man. That's all I was when I started. Too, just gosh. ignorance yeah. on fire. Yeah. And I was against everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was passionate, brother. Passionately against yeah. everything. Exactly. <laughs> Reminds me of yeah. that guy, 100 years old, you know, and a reporter said, you know, you've seen a, a lot of things and a lot of things change. And he goes, yeah, and I was again, every one of them, you know. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Again, and 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 that's a lot of times the way we are when we're younger. Yeah. Um. And I do wish I could have gone back. I could go back and be more. Uh, I hate to say Christ-like. Yeah. You know, he I, I loved agree. man. He loved. Yeah. Stood up. We would loved. think about Christ-like being back then. We Christ-like speaking against yes. evil, just speaking against right. it, but not loving people mm-hmm. the way Christ loved sinners. Yes. But yes. now we're, we're older and more mature. We oh, understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it is. It's youth and passion. Right, yeah. Just like people who would be on a side that we didn't agree with, mm-hmm. you, they were just passionate. You know, right. the, the riots in the 60s mm-hmm. on college campus, that, that was from youthful passion, mm-hmm. things yeah. that they truly believed in. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I, I was thinking about what you're talking about, the truth and the love. and the, I, I love John one fourteen, where it says that that word became flesh and mm-hmm. dwelt among us, mm-hmm. and we beheld his glory, the glories right. of the only begotten of the Father, right. full of what? Grace, grace and, and truth. truth. Yeah, grace and truth. Mm-hmm. Telling the truth, mm-hmm. not hiding the truth, mm-hmm. but in a graceful way. Mm-hmm. Truthfully graceful and gracefully truthful. Ooh, that's and good. that's that's the way Jesus presented the truth. Right. He would say, here's the truth, but I'm extending grace mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. And that's what we should do. Right. I think we drop the ball. Yeah. I don't know that we can blame everything that's going on, but you and I can agree that things are heading south quick. They are. They and really, really are. So what do you think? What's what's the future of America? If you look at your crystal ball and look, you know, 20, 40, 50 years down the road, what do you see happening? Well, I, I think if if we don't have another revival. Yeah, another you know, great awakening. Another great awakening. I thought we might have it here recently with what was happening on college right, campuses. Yeah. And I think there's still some embers of that right. out there. Just need to be flamed, I guess, or, yeah. or um, you know. Fanned. Fanned, not flamed, but fanned. Um, yeah, I mean, the way things are going, uh, unfortunately... Um, I think your friend in Canada uh, and then the churches in, you know, Europe and um, that used to have 5,000 in yeah. them and, yeah. and now they have 60 or 40 or less, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, those big uh, where the Spurgeons preached and, you know, all of those guys, G. Campbell Morgan right. and folks like that, man, um, that might be what America turns into. Yes. And, we, I mean, we're already seeing it, you know, uh, with um, church attendance and, uh, and and our culture. I mean, when you and I first started in ministry, um, people, uh, they, they basically went to church, mm-hmm. you know. And, I, you mm-hmm. know, I've pastored several other places and in rural communities especially, man. That's just what you did. Mm-hmm. You go to church. Mm-hmm. And now... Um, you know, folks, your most uh, consistent people are twice a month, basically. Yeah. And um, and and it didn't used to be that way. Right. And uh, but we don't, you know, we don't curse the darkness. We just keep trucking. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I, I think if if we do not have another great awakening, that we're just going to continue to see uh, America decline spiritually. W- what do you think? Yeah, I I think. I think people are looking to politics and government entities and, and parties, you know, to uh, see that our country turns in the right direction. Right. And I see those continuing to, to diminish mm-hmm. as far as morality and integrity and ethical behavior. Just, again, I'm not talking about one side of the aisle or the other. I mm-hmm. just see it in both sides of the aisle. Right. They're both ugly and angry toward each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now in our country, I know you don't like financial stuff, but we're up against Janet Yellen, who was, you know, over the Fed. She said, hey, this looming problem that we have the debt ceiling is going to come quicker than we anticipated, maybe as early as June. And I heard where the president is calling together the major leaders of both parties to say we need to do something about this. I don't think we can do anything about it mm. because... It's it's competition. It's warfare. 
the nation isn't what is represented, yeah. but individual parties and individuals are represented, and the rest of us suffer mm-hmm. because of it. Right. And that's what bothers me. I see uh, America continuing to weaken. Mm-hmm. And as you said, the fall of the Roman Empire wasn't from external forces, right. but internal, mm-hmm. internal decay, moral decay. And it began a long time in America, but, you know, what you put in the ground eventually brings fruit. Right, yeah. And I think we're beginning to see the fruit of previous generations' failure mm-hmm. to to plant the right seed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just honestly, think about, Doc, the sitcoms when you and I were growing up. I mean, Green Acres. Yeah. You know, Andy yeah. Griffith, old yeah. Barney. Father Knows Best. Know, Father Knows Best. Nobody my, would ever say that anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Father's the brunt of jokes now. My three Dad sons. Jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those types of things yeah. to what, you know, what we have now. Yeah. It is just, um, it, it's it's amazing to me. I don't even know. I guess there are sitcoms. I don't watch network TV. Yeah. Are there sitcoms anymore? I get. I mean, I really don't either. I, I do a lot of documentaries, uh-huh. um, and uh, and so I, I I don't I don't either. To be honest yeah. with you. So uh, maybe, but yeah. we know the sitcoms back in the day. Yeah, were... I'm talking about like Desperate Housewives and things like that. Yeah. They're just crazy. You yeah, know? and um, and so, but uh, that probably was 25 years ago. Yeah, it probably was. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah. Never watched one. Me either. I've Me either. known some desperate housewives, <laughs> but I've never watched the show to do. <laughs> but yeah. I, I do think that uh, here's something that, you know, maybe is not a popular statement, but um, America's been around for more than 250 years now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, right at it, which is a long time for a democracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we're not a pure democracy. We're representative-based government, mm-hmm. but... Through that representation, everyone should have a say. Um, we've lasted a long time. There's no promise, and God never made a promise, uh, that this would be our form of government forever. That's true. And I'm, I don't think at all America will cease to exist, but I wonder, after you and I are gone, our, our grandkids or whatever are running the place, will it still be this form of government? Because it can't. it's not functioning. I think that this form of Government cannot function long mm-hmm. with this kind of selfishness, uh, this kind of division, right. and unwilling to work together. If you, if the distance between the two parties, that aisle continues to get wider, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how this form of government can last that much longer. Yeah, yeah, and and that is a difficult subject, yeah. you know, and one that we don't like to talk about yeah. or even think about, to be honest right. with you. Uh, because I grew up in God blessed America, and and traveling around the world, I mean, I still America is still an incredible country right. with all the problems that we have, uh-huh. you know. Um, but uh, but I, I agree with you, man. I, I don't see how we can continue on, you know. And when you look at Scripture, uh, America is not mentioned in the Bible, but. Neither are the majority of the countries. No, there's places yeah. that talk, talk about coastlands right. and, you know, I think islands and yes. things that are unnamed. Exactly. And, and I know a lot of prophetic people mm-hmm. have said that's America. Right. 
maybe might maybe be not. a reach. That yeah. might be a reach. It could yeah. be a reach. Yeah. And you certainly can't say anything dogmatically about right. that. But no, it's not mentioned. I yeah. mean, the, the Bible is pretty much uh, mm-hmm. the story of Israel. It is. It is. And those surrounding areas, yeah. those, those a few countries surrounding. But yeah, yeah, I mean, South America's not in there. Canada's not in there. Mexico's not in there. I mean, none of, you know. That's right. Uh, and so. Uh, America's not mentioned, but that does not mean, as you you know pointed out, that we're not going to be there in the end. You know, I don't think America will cease to exist, right. uh, but the form of government that we have, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, that's I, I don't know. that's what I wonder. I was yeah. a political science major in college, right? My undergraduate degree and studied things like Montesquieu as a mm-hmm. French philosopher and teacher that spirit of the law and how this kind of government can last. And, mm-hmm. uh, we're going against all of it. Mm. it. It just, if we were trying to establish our democracy today rather than 250 years ago, I don't think it would ever pass. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably true. We that were united true. together after mm-hmm. a com- uh, against a common foe. Mm-hmm. We were united in forming a new union, a new you know government, mm-hmm. and for the most part, while people had varying views on how that would happen, mm-hmm. they all believed this is what should happen. Right. I don't think they can. I don't think they can decide on lunch. Now. <laughs> yeah, agree. And and that's yeah. the problem. Right. That's the problem. I agree. Well, the question then is, you know, everything spiritual. That's what this podcast right. is about. Let's get Let's spiritual. Get spiritual. Mm-hmm. What what does Christians or the organized church? What can we do? Do we have any impact at all in this? Man, I tell you what, um, I think that is a great question. I really, really do. And um, uh, I think all we can do is continue to do what we're doing. And um, and yet I think we need to back up and punt, yeah. you know, and, and make sure that we're doing what we need to do. Do you ever think about it? Do you ever think about when you're writing a sermon and you're going to deliver on Sunday morning. It's your largest audience. You've got a captive audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a good speaker. You're an intelligent person. You've got a platform that a lot of people wish they had. Do you ever think how not only will people get saved? I know that's our first mm-hmm. initial eternal uh, destination is more mm-hmm. important than what's going on in this world. I know. Mm-hmm. But God did say for us to be salt and light in this world. Right. And as part of that's preservation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever think about it all? How does this impact my community? How does this impact the direction? What little bit of input do I have mm-hmm. as to things are going on in the culture around me? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, to be honest, I think more so now. I, I don't know, maybe because of the decline of our own nation. Yeah. You know, like right now I'm preaching uh, Doc through the book of Habakkuk. Yeah. You know, um, and... Um, both, I'm um, three sermons in, and I, I tell them, I help them find it. It's right after Nahum, you know. <laughs> yeah, so everyone knows where exactly. Nahum is. It's over, over, <laughs> over the, there by Obadiah. <laughs> over in the clean, clean white pages of your Bible. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, but man, Habakkuk, he was crying out. He had a burden for his nation, Judah. Yeah. You know, and basically they, they compromised. There was division there, wickedness and idolatry. Yeah. Even sacrifice to the false god Moloch, you know, and I mean, it was disgusting what was going on in his own nation. And so he was crying out to God, but it seemed like the heavens were brass, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and and so because of that, 
um, I have and will continue in these next couple of weeks to chat about America, you know, because we're seeing much the same thing here in our Mm -hmm. own country. Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing uh, when I was preaching, uh, you know, in the last few years of my ministry at Dallas Bay. Um, I, I began thinking more about what impact I had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, it, it's something you think about when you got started. You just mm-hmm. want to save everybody that you met, right, right? Yeah. And and then you begin to see that your role is a bigger role mm-hmm. than that. I know in the black culture, those pastors always saw their roles more, yeah. you know, influence in the culture mm-hmm. than just saving souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I, again, I think back to those preachers that you and I have read, they addressed what was going on a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, th- their preaching was a little different than than ours, I think. Yeah. Um, but in their messages, I mean, sometimes they would take the entire message, you know, and use a passage, but talk a lot about what was happening in their country or, or the city. And uh, and use that platform for that very reason, you know. The early and, patriotic leaders, many of them were clergymen. Exactly, exactly. A lot of them's yeah. training was in the Bible, right? And they felt a mandate from God mm-hmm. to for the freedom of our nation. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I really, I kind of feel more that today than I did yeah. when my ministry began. I think uh, one of the reasons is because I get texts all the time. Or a Facebook message, Brother T, what do you think about, and mm-hmm. you, you fill in the blank. Yes. You know, and so, they're, you know, folks are constantly asking you, they're asking me, mm-hmm. uh, because we are, we're pastors, we're leaders, you know, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And and so you can answer all those individual things, or you yeah. can address it. You yeah. Know? I thought about, uh, this actually came to mind just yesterday, um, I'm preaching at a, a, a church on Sunday I've never preached before, and... Um, so I sent my scriptures. Mm-hmm. I sent my sermon title, and um, I, I kind of said, "Do you want a bio or anything? I'll give you a little brief bio, and I'm going to send that." And then the fellow asked me something unusual that kind of caught me off guard. He said, "Would you send us your outline so we can produce it in the bulletin?" Huh. And uh, here's where this comes from. I don't do outlines anymore. Right. Right. I did outlines the first 15 years, maybe, of my mm-hmm. ministry. I mean, they were Roman numeral 1, right, right. A, B, C, mm-hmm. 1, 2, 3, little A, little B, mm-hmm. little C, and then like that. I did that for 15 years or mm-hmm. so. My preaching began to change mm-hmm. over time where you can look at my sermons for the last 10, 15 years. They're not outline form. They're thoughts right, that are yeah. right up there. The scriptures, I pretty much go to that scripture and speak from that scripture mm-hmm. to do. And I thought, you know... A lot of us are not changing in a way that we can speak to this culture. Yeah. That we're the pastors of churches now, I think for the first time in American church history, where most of our adults didn't go to Sunday school. Yeah, that's, that's a good thought, and I agree completely They don't think that, that way right. anymore. It's not a one, two, three, ABC formula. Mm-hmm. There's different ways of communicating and right. different messages. Now, again, the gospel is the main message, and I would mm-hmm. never, ever, I mean, I preach more from the gospels than I ever have. But not like, okay, here's the five ways mm-hmm. that you can have a better marriage. Right, yeah. A. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know. Yes. And, but that's an outline form, mm-hmm. and that's what we were used to. Mm-hmm. I think we need to adjust mm-hmm. and speak in a way that we speak to this generation because of just what's happening in our culture. Right, I yeah. don't know that they would listen like 
Yeah. But they used to listen. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah, they didn't I mean, listen at all back then. Maybe that's just the way we yeah. wrote, wrote sermons. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't listen. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the way that uh, we cut our teeth on that, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, and, and so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I still use an outline. You know, I don't, I don't use notes, uh, but I still use an outline. Mm-hmm. But man, that outline helps me trigger the thought that you're talking about, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so, like Sunday, I talked about the the prophet's determination. Mm-hmm. You know, he climbed. He used the metaphor of climbing up to a lookout tower, a guard post. Yeah. You know. And so I, I said two things about that: his determination. First of all, he was watching, and then he was waiting. And so those were. That's an outline. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, it just helped me to think about all right, watching. You know, what do we do? Mm-hmm. You know, we when we pray, when we have a burden, man, we need to understand God answers, and so we're watching for mm-hmm. that answer. We're just we're scanning the horizon, just like Habakkuk was, you know. Uh-huh. And so, uh, I, I think I used to be more uh, tied to an outline, uh, but now I use an outline just to help me stay organized, mm-hmm. and and uh, like you, really go after the thought, yeah. you know. And, um, yeah, the scriptures have ended up being my outline. Yeah, I like that. That's good. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. I know what I would write about that scripture under that. Right, yeah. And so why write it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just go ahead and, and let it flow. I'm just, and, and, and this is not a, a homiletics or hermeneutics course. We're no. not talking about putting sermons together. But I am just saying, if if we keep doing what we've been doing, we'll continue getting the results that we've been getting. Right. And I don't know if any of us are excited about the results, you know, of, right. of how we are impacting culture. Yes. So yes. the whole idea of America, um, I am concerned, and I pray for America, and we should pray for mm-hmm. America. Um, but just like Israel, mm-hmm. um, they rebelled and went into a time where... It seemed that God did not hear. Right. God did not answer. Mm-hmm. He He was giving them time to become remorseful mm-hmm. and repentive. Repentant. Repentant. Okay, repentant. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's where mm-hmm. we need to be. He gave us a couple of things like 9-11 and mm-hmm. things where we were short while mm-hmm. and then we broke up again and became divisive right. and, and once again excluding God and even promoting evil. Right. I don't know that we can last you know, another generation with that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Maybe God will let us, you know, get what we deserve for a while so that we can turn back to him. Or, you know, it would be all right with me if he just came on back. Right. Oh, yeah. No, that, yeah, that would be wonderful. Yes. That would be wonderful. You know, my prayer, as I've been studying, again, this book of Habakkuk, God used Babylonian, the Chaldeans, yeah. to, uh, to correct Judah. Yeah. And boy, I tell you, I've thought a lot about that. My prayer is that God does not use another nation, uh, for sure. You know, to correct America. Yeah. We saw that Syrians, Assyrians, yes. Moabites, yes, all yes. of all of those people, and then the big, right. the Egyptians, mm-hmm. and, and as you said, the Babylonians, yes. the Medes, and the Persians, mm-hmm. and finally Rome. Right. As we get to the New Testament, mm-hmm. it, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, when they got called into into play, it wasn't mm-hmm. God personally is God through right, their yes, enemies yes. that allowed the persecution that drew them back mm-hmm. uh, to call mm-hmm. upon his name again. Mm-hmm. I want to bow now. 
Yeah. You know, let's bow now. Yeah, let's be a Daniel. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> let's be a Daniel. Definitely, man. <laughs> well, I didn't want this to be a downer, but I think it's something that we need to talk about. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. You know, because we're believers, we should be salt and light. Right. What do we do? Well, we continue to pray for our country. Mm-hmm. We pray for our political parties. Pray for our leaders. If you don't like them, still pray mm-hmm. for them. That's what mm-hmm. God calls for us to do. But I think our churches should be more um, pro active in this arena we as individuals need to be more proactive this arena and then we need to trust and believe in god that he's going to do what's right yes i agree man i agree okay we did it hey we did it man 43 minutes there we are here we are sweet spot that's our sweet spot plan on coming back next week with uh creation and the age of the earth not next week call your friends not next week we're not going to do that yet. no remember one more week one more week one more week of what we just talked about no, one more week. We'll, I know what we're going to talk about next week, but then after that is the creation thing. Okay. Yeah. What are we talking about next week? You and I'll talk about it after we. Okay. <laughs> He's springing something on me, folks. <laughs> we hope you have a great week and hope yeah. you enjoyed our discussion. Today. All right.